Faith, Hope and Love, the fourth Sunday of Advent, Year A. Our time of Advent waiting is almost over. The excitement and the beauty of this Christmas feast is so close. God has entered human history in a definitive and miraculous way. And through God with us, we are saved. It puts me in mind of the words of this hymn. The King shall come when morning dawns and light triumphant breaks, when beauty gilds the eastern hills and life to joy awakes. O brighter than that glorious morn shall this fair morning be, when Christ our King in beauty comes and we his face shall see. The King shall come when morning dawns, and earth's dark night is past. O haste the rising of that morn, the day that ever shall last. O come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord, and save us. Come, Lord of light. Your Spirit all around us with you. Save us. Come. 
drop down dew from above you heavens, and let the clouds rain down the just one. Let the earth be opened, and bring forth a Saviour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Welcome everyone, and may God's spirit of counsel and fortitude abide in you always. We continue on our Advent journey. We now light the fourth Advent candle, the Angel's Candle, which reminds us of the message of the angels, peace on earth to people of goodwill. O rising sun, you are the splendour of eternal light and the sun of justice. O come and enlighten those who yearn for you. Lord, have mercy. O King of all, come and save humanity, whom you formed from the clay. Christ, have mercy. O Emmanuel, Lord our God, come and save us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol, or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary the people, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. The Word of the Lord. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Those with clean hands and pure heart, who desire not worthless things. 
They shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves them. These are the ones who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter. He is King of glory. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. From Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which God promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Virgin will give birth to a son. His name will be Emmanuel. God is with us. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. The Gospel of the Lord Our God has a very, very long memory.
and a very good memory. And our God is faithful. He keeps his promises. Something foretold long ago. Something promised by our God more than 700 years before is now being fulfilled. Just as God said. It's a reminder to us that God thinks in many hundreds of years. God has the whole picture, whilst we individually only have a small glimpse, a small part of it. But God has all the time in the world to ensure that what he promised will be fulfilled at the perfect time. When we stick with God, we are in very good hands. In Matthew's Gospel, an unnamed angel speaks to Joseph in a dream. Leaving the angel unnamed redirects the reader's attention in two ways. First, attention is turned away from the person of the angel to the mission of that angel. He is there as messenger of God's bidding. In this, he's the model of what Joseph himself should be, an obedient servant. Second, the anonymity of the angel highlights the role of Joseph too. In Matthew's genealogy, Jesus is the son of David, whose lineage is traced through Joseph. Also, Matthew presents the husband of Mary in terms that recall the story of the patriarch Joseph, who receives his message from God through dreams, and who rescues his family by bringing them up out of Egypt. Joseph is the righteous, humble and compassionate protector of his wife and her child. Joseph is a wonderful model of discipleship for all of us. He's honest, humble, quick to respond when asked, and is all about God's priorities and vision, not his own. He's happy to be the Lord's humble and somewhat anonymous, loyal servant, and stay in the background to what God is achieving. His cooperation, along with his blessed wife Mary, allows God to do great and wonderful things through them. The significance of the child is indicated by his two names. He's described as Emmanuel. This indicates what Jesus is doing. He is God who has come down from heaven to make his home with us. He is God with us. It also shows that Jesus is fulfilling the ancient prophecy of Isaiah, our first reading. And so God indeed is the one who is utterly faithful to his promise. The second name indicates who Jesus is. Jesus means saviour, for he is the one who will save his people from their sins. Joseph is described quite deliberately in this weekend's gospel as a righteous man, and that's very important. In some ways, we've lost the full technical meaning of that word. This really means that he was a man who always strove to do what was right, not just to fulfill the dead letter of the law, but to fulfill the spirit and meaning of the law. He would do whatever it meant to be utterly faithful to what God meant by the law. So whatever he did would be to do the right thing to do, in God's eyes, for the good of others. So he was a man open to the Spirit, and that becomes quite clear. When Joseph heard that Mary was with child and not from him, he obviously did not initially understand what was happening. 
this was completely out of the ordinary. He clearly did not respond with outrage or immediately demand that the letter of the law as it existed in his time be followed in that situation, because he must have known and loved Mary very much, and he must have known intuitively that there had to be some kind of explanation for this situation, no matter how bewildering. He knew Mary and her faithfulness, and so Joseph did not act rashly or imprudently. We're told, very importantly, that Joseph carefully considered what he should do, what would be best for Mary and for him and for everyone in all circumstances. He is an inspiration of how we Christians ought to respond to the many surprises, confusions and misunderstandings in life. That is, not rushing to judgment, not overreacting, but rather lovingly, prayerfully considering, with a thoughtful, reflective mind, what is truly right and best for all parties concerned, especially those most vulnerable. What had occurred was so enormous that he could not really comprehend. And of course, when he got more information, when the angel appeared in a dream and explained that this was all happening because of God's actions, he realized that God wanted to include his humble, lowly self into God's plan. God wanted Joseph to be the stepfather of the Lord. So Joseph immediately, faithfully, righteously, did all that was necessary. He obeyed God and did God's will, even when it was all very confusing. Joseph and Mary are an enormous inspiration to us. Inspired by Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary, we too wait for the Lord. May our hearts be ever alert, ready to respond immediately to whatever God asks of us. O Emmanuel, King and Lawgiver, Desire of the Nations, Saviour of all people, come and set us free. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The birth of the Lord is very near. Let us pray to God who loved us so much, he sent us his only Son. That the Pope and bishops will be living examples of Christ's love. Lord, hear us. That government bodies will be generous with the needy at this time of preparation. 
for the celebration of Christ's birth. Lord, hear us. That all people will know that they have a special role to fulfil in our community. Lord, hear us. That we, like Mary, will be completely open to do the will of the Lord. Lord, hear us. That the dead will be with Emmanuel forever, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, ever faithful and true, you have spoken to us through the prophets. We ask you to hear us as we prepare for the birthday of your Son, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar, just as he filled with his power the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, 
graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
and creatures far and wide bless the day and night children on earth the heavenly sights bless the Lord's love and What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Having received this pledge of eternal redemption, we pray, Almighty God, that as the feast day of our salvation draws ever nearer, so we may press forward all the more eagerly to the worthy celebration of the mystery of your Son's Nativity, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us, and may God sustain you with his grace and love this coming week, and may we be inspired to take the light of Christ to everyone we meet. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen. So that rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace.
Faith, Hope and Love Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Theme hymn, O Come Lord, Advent Hymn, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomantonio, 1968-20. Music by Paul W. Kelly, words based on the ancient church O Antiphons of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Quiet Reflection Music and Hymn, original music composition by William John Kelly, 1942-2017. Lyrics based on the Song of Praise by the Three Young Men in the Book of Daniel, chapter 3, verses 24-9. By Paul Kelly, arranged and sung and with adapted lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2021. Production by KER 2022. May God bless and keep you.